welcome to another episode of Connecting the Dots. And what we're going to be talking about today is electrogravitics or electrogravitics, however you want to pronounce it. So first off, we're going to be talking about electrogravitics, anti-gravity, Nikola Tesla, and a full-on military cover-up. So first off, before I delve into it, we need to understand what electrogravitics actually means. So electrogravitics is claimed to be an unconventional type of effect or anti-gravity force created by an electric field's effect on a mass. And the name was coined in the 1920s by the discoverer of the effect, whose name was Thomas Townsend Brown, who spent most of his life trying to develop it and sell it as a sort of propulsion system. Through Brown's promotion of the idea, it was researched for a short while by aerospace companies in the 1950s until all of a sudden it became classified, right? So electrogravitics can be traced back to Nikola Tesla's work with high voltage discharges in the late 1800s. Again, this guy was so ahead of his time, it's not even funny. And so when Thomas Townsend Brown discovered that electrostatic and gravitational fields are closely intertwined, the entire spectrum, or the entire world rather, changed astronomically. So in astronomical terms, gravity dominates nuclear and electromagnetic forces, which, if implemented into relatable Earth-based technologies, would create economic and scientific paradigm shifts. So there have been thousands of attempts to produce measurable and scalable anti-gravity technology a futuristic tech that theoretically would produce unlimited energy for use in propulsion and other categories of technology. So key government officials have said that the military has used anti-gravity tech for years. And here's the thing, conspiracy theorists, they love this subject, and some say that anti-gravity talk is cheap and comprised entirely of untested hype, right? But the innovative suppositions and theories in electrogravitics and electrokinetics suggest that the base concepts for anti-gravity point to the potential for tremendous technological advances. So to sum it up, if you test these theories with natural progressions, the probable advances in transportation and military technologies could literally transform human life as we know it. And I think it's been discovered already through reverse engineering UFOs. That's my personal opinion. And I think that this type of technology is so secretive and has been so compartmentalized to strictly being the use of the U.S. military's own versions of the UFOs as well as the just on other top-secret experiments that they've been doing in the underground bases and all that. So let me just say, let me just quote something very quickly from astronaut Scott Carpenter. He quoted, At no time when the astronauts were in space were they alone. There was a constant surveillance by multiple UFOs, end quote. Now, I'm going to swing back around so you'll see why I, I, I quote that. But first off, electrogravitics is, or gravitics is most commonly associated with the 1918 work by Professor Niffer, which preceded the 1921 experiments and eventual patents by Thomas Townsend Brown. So... The young would-be scientist named Thomas Brown, who also imagined the same electrogravitics, began experimenting with X-ray vacuum tubes back in 1921, so pretty much 100 years ago. 
So for his first experiments, Brown used the Coolidge tube, one of the first practical tubes used in thermionic emission, the emission of electrons from heated sources. And he also used a coiled wire or tungsten filament was used as the tube cathode or an electrode that emit, emits electric current, which produces incandescence of light. So because Brown's Coolidge tube's mass appeared to decrease when its electrode was facing up and it tended to increase when it was facing down, Brown concluded that he had influenced gravity with the electrode and therefore gravity altogether. So Brown then went on to build large capacitors that produced similar fluctuations in the form of thrust and he began to believe that he had uncovered a mysterious force that could essentially interact with gravity at will which would therefore enhance its ability to auto-generate energy and propulsion. So, Brown then published a paper called How I Control Gravitation in Science and Invention magazine, where he reported that the eventuality of his tech would create exponential propulsion for the ocean liners of the future. And while some have said that the U.S. government is little publicly available proof that support these claims, right?, and what I mean by that is that the U.S. government has not even said a single thing about all of this, which is ridiculous. You'd think that's something so advanced they would comment on. And it makes you think they'd do one of two things. They'd comment on it, or they would secretly recruit the scientists who discovered this. They did neither, which tells you that they probably have something. And for people that say, oh, they weren't interested or whatever, no, 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 no. They already had it. All right? So... The question then becomes, what is the Biefeld-Brown effect, okay? And so, a capacitor is a device used to store an electric charge. When an extremely high electrical voltage is applied to a set of a capacitor's electrodes, it produces an ionic wind that thrusts from the negative terminal to the positive terminal. And the momentum of this thrust transfers to the nearby neutral particles. Excuse me. And Brown believed that he could enable these particles to produce unlimited energy. So Thomas Brown and his mentor or teacher, Paul Alfred Byfield, named this effect during their research and experiments while at Denison University in Ohio. And the general premise okay, of the Byfield-Brown effect is that highly charged capacitors can create thrusts or propulsive air without requiring any moving parts or combustion engines. And imagine what this could mean for the development of aircraft and other types of transportation, transportation systems and machinery for everyday life. Just think about it. Think about the things that you could do, right? So referring to this private conversations with a three-star general of the U.S. Air Force, retired Air Force Colonel Donald Ware said, and I quote, the new, this is back in 1997, Lockheed Martin Space Shuttle and the B-2 Stealth Bomber both have electrogravitic systems on board. This explains why our 21 Northrop B-2s cost about a billion dollars each. And after conventional takeoff, the B-2 can switch to anti-gravity mode and fly around the world without refueling. This is from a three-star general of the U.S. Air Force. A colonel. Think about that for a second. That is insane. A colonel 
a three-star general says this, and there's no comment by the, the, the media on it. There's no comment by anybody. Nobody. It's like, what the, what's going on here? This comment was made back in 1997, over 20 years ago. Think about that. Anyways, we then have to discuss what is electrokinetics, okay? And I know this is probably not the most exciting episode, but it's very necessary for people to understand. So electrokinetics occurs when an electrically charged surface or device causes liquid gases or solids to move from one point to another. Because the results of electrokinetic interactions include movement, a form of propulsion, the data algorithms and theories of electrokinetics can predict how and why specific electrogravitics or gravitics concepts will succeed. So the innovative suppositions and theories in electrogravitics and electrokinetics could produce tremendous technological advances. All right, so all people everywhere, and this is a quote from Tesla, should have free energy sources. Electric power is everywhere present in unlimited quantities and can drive the world's machinery without the need for coal, oil, or gas. Again, Nikola Tesla's inventions were largely covered up, seized by the FBI and other government uh, institutions, as I've done an episode on before, and... A lot of the private funding that he received, I think it was from the the Rothschilds, I don't remember exactly, but it was seized because so much money could be made off of it, right? But it also, you then have to ask yourself, there comes a point where, yes, I understand, there's, the, there's a delicate balance within the economics of life, but at the same time, when you really look at it all, it really makes you think, because how much goddamn money do these guys at the top really need? I know it's a game and it's a constant power struggle and maybe I'm missing a big piece of the pie here, right? But how much do these guys really fucking need, man? That's what I'm, that's what I'm really trying to grasp here. And it kind of pisses me off in a certain sense. But anyways, now we're going to get to the very interesting part called Project Winter Haven and then the government cover-up. So in 1953... Brown conducted unprecedented experiments for the U.S. government, sharing all of his secrets and data that he accumulated since he first began in 1921, okay? So we're talking over 30 years later now. 30 years after he wrote this article in the Science Magazine, all of a sudden the government's coming to him. I think it has to do with the fact that there's some type of connection between them recruiting him in 1953 and the Roswell crash in 1947, all right? Maybe they had trouble reverse engineering the craft and they were trying to figure things out. Who knows, right? So fueled by 150,000 volts, Brown was able to fly a pair of metal discs around a 50-foot obstacle course tethered to a massive central pole. These three-feet diameter discs reached speeds of more than 300 miles per hour. This set of experiments became known as the Pearl Harbor Demonstration. So, going beyond physics, experiments like Brown's have shown that more kinetic energy is created than was previously input in electrical energy. So, here's the thing. I'm going to simplify this. While it sounds simple in premise, these experiments violate Newton's treasured first and third laws of motion 
and the conservation of energy, right? Which is very f fundamental to, to, at least to us humans, right? Newton's laws. But these experiments literally violate them. They, at least the first and third laws they, vi they violate, right? So when you marry the confiscated alien spacecraft that either landed or crashed on the U.S. soil, the U.S. government embraced Brown's theories and immediately classified them following the Pearl Harbor demonstration. Meanwhile, the Australian government, and it's, for once it's nice to see a government other than the U.S. doing this stuff, had been on a similar track which resulted from landings of similar alien spacecraft on the, conti the continent uh, of Australia in 1966. So soon after Brown's Pearl Harbor demonstrations, Brown proposed a Match 3 disc shape for electro-gravitic fighter spacecraft. And the related drawings are found in the U.S. Patent Office and show large-scale versions of his Pearl Harbor tethered test discs. And this new direction of creating military spacecrafts for the U.S. became known as Project Winter Haven. Okay, And so in 1956, a British research company called Aviation Studies International Limited published a classified report on electrogravitics including the, that included the following. Electrostatic energy sufficient to produce a Match 3 fighter is possible with megavolt energies and a K of over 10,000. All right, so listen, folks. The, the evidence of anti-gravity is constantly mounting. It's just mounting up. It's just adding up over and over. Okay, we're in a period of time in our lives where we can literally sit back and take a look at the, the last, let's say, literally, yeah, honestly, maybe the last hundred years, give or take, even more if we count uh, Tesla's discoveries. Between Tesla's discoveries, Einstein, Newton, uh, Brown, Byfield, UFO crashes, when you put this all together, the government, the U.S. government, at the very least, was trying to assemble all of this compartmentalize it, but use as much innovation as they could to extract and exploit as much of the knowledge and technology as possible. Okay? And listen, this is... I just want to note one more thing before I conclude. There's been a lot of speculation regarding anti-gravity. A lot of scientists say it's very difficult to make and all that, and I'm not trying to discredit the respectable institutions that do legitimate studies on this, but I think it's a waste of time when we know for a fact that the government at, the, at some of the most classified levels has this technology, right? So the Mythbusters television show came out with a negative review of Brown's experiments, but they failed to refer to the many conflicting trials that have occurred throughout the years. And I never thought I'd mention Mythbusters in, in an episode, but hey. So Thomas Townsend Brown taught us that high voltage and gravity hold the keys to unprecedented advances for mankind. And many other scientists profess the same. But this category of scientific exploration did not begin or end with Brown or any other Earth inhabitant. The exploration and development of electrogravitics and anti-gravity technology were originated and propelled into global consciousness by visitors from other worlds. Many U.S. government sources have given sworn testimony 
to the fact that the U.S. has long been harboring alien technologies for its use. And I'm going to put a link or in the description to that, but I'm going to throw a little picture here too. There are countless government sources and, and, and former officials, highly respected officials that have testified in, in, in court to the fact that the U.S. has long been harboring alien technologies, but they're so careful in how they say it. And not only that, but the media, okay, maybe the, the media might cover it, but there seems to be something that, something is not sitting right here. Something is not blowing up in the, in the sense of, it's not attracting the attention of the world the way that the rest of the news or politics is, or should be, right? And so... Many have claimed that the U.S. is using derivative technologies and advances solely for military pursuits. This means that the citizens of the world are being deprived of futuristic technologies that could literally save lives and make life on Earth simpler, safer, healthier, and more enjoyable. Right? And so, when we, we remove profit from, and war from the question of whether we should, ha we should release advanced technologies to the public, we begin literally a figurative and a literal journey towards eliminating suffering and advancing peace throughout the world, right? And hopefully, we will soon learn about the multitude of remarkable secrets that have been hidden from humanity for a century or more, right? And hopefully, there will be some type of disclosure soon. I mean, yes, the Pentagon did admit this. I mean, they said things like this before, then they, they backtracked and all that, but there seems to be some type of big revelation on the horizon. And I'm not trying to say that just to excite people. I really hope that's coming, right? And so it's very interesting to see what's going on because ultimately, I mean, yes, look, let me say just before I end this, there have been stories of anti-gravity panels being put on on the dark side of the moon where there are bases and things like that. And a lot of people have called bullshit on that. I mean, a lot of people don't believe there's a base on the moon, right? So we then have to think if anti-gravity has been mastered, particularly if, if this was sort of, I guess you could say discovered or mastered, if you will, or perfected or as close as one could be to perfection back in the 50s, think about what what advancements there are now, right? And think about the money that's gone missing from the Pentagon and the CIA black budget projects and all that kind of stuff, right? So let me know what you guys think because anti-gravity is not the most exciting thing in the world, but it is certainly something that people have pondered for many, many years. So let me know what you guys think and we'll catch you next time. Peace.